This podcast is presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org. Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now, here are your hosts for Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Brummett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We're known as the Caring Place, and we've been caring for the homeless and needy here in South Florida for 99 years. Good morning again, and happy 4th of July. I can't even believe with all the pandemic and all the issues that we've had in our country and throughout the world and and the sadness that we've had just recently with the collapse of the building in Surfside that we'll be in July. And yet today is a day to celebrate our independence. There's been a lot of sorrow, a lot of grief, a lot of loss that's taken place in our country and around the world. But really our nation was founded upon Judeo-Christian principles. Uh, Our ministry is founded upon Judeo-Christian principles. And every day in our centers in Miami and in Broward and throughout South Florida, uh, men and women who have come from homelessness that you may have seen on the corner, maybe sleeping on a bus bench or begging at an intersection or coming to you at a gas station, uh, one of those people, a, a man or a woman with children, will come to one of our centers and you know something they'll say, I'm tired of sick, being sick and tired. We give them that first delicious hot meal that they probably haven't had for a while. We get them a shower and a change of clothes and a place to stay, safe place to stay. And then and only then can we start talking to them about change. But, you know, for so many of them, so many of them, uh, their lives are dramatically changed. And so today is a very special day. We want to uh, we want to celebrate the independence of our country, but we also want to celebrate the independence of the lives that we're serving every single day. And to tell us more about July and all the good things that are happening in July. In fact, she may want to talk about something that just happened last Saturday. Okay. Is my wife Marilyn? Good morning, Marilyn. Well, good morning and uh, happy Independence Day. And uh, of course, we want everyone to remain safe and and uh, celebrately celebrate it in a wonderful way. You know, last Saturday we had a great celebration. Yeah, I mean, it was just off the chart. <laughs> it was. We were doing our uh, well, our girlfriends for girlfriends volunteer group actually sponsored it, and it was a drive-through uh, foodie event, and it was called Body and Soul drive-through foodie event and what happened was there were six different trucks of vendors different food vendors and uh, you could by, by the amount of your ticket that you bought uh, gave you so many punches to either get uh, two three four uh, or six tastings um, from all these vendors and so your your body was filled uh, completely with wonderful delicious food and then we also had a prayer tent And that was the feeding the soul. And uh, we prayed for different needs, family needs, health needs, financial needs, whatever kind of needs. And they they actually placed their order of what they wanted to have be prayed for. And it was wonderful. And some people ate on the premise and some just drove through. But um, it helps abused women and children. Now, uh, as we're in July, we are now celebrating and getting ready for all of our events throughout July. Chris. 
Christmas in July. Our big one will be on July 23rd, and we'll be giving out wonderful, delicious meals. See, when we give meals out every day here, right? But when we do a celebration, it's with decorations. It's with a lot of fanfare. And what we have learned over time is that when we put all this together, people come in, and it's it's more than just the food then. They see the celebration. They see the volunteers, and uh, they want to be come into our programs. They feel the love. And so if you want to help with Christmas in July and you be a sponsor, and we're giving out shoes also uh, to children, at-risk children, uh, they'll get brand-new sneakers, uh, go to caringplace.org slash july that's an easy way to remember it caringplace.org slash july and all those funds are going to go to christmas in july right and if you want to volunteer to do the shoe drive help us with shoes we want brand new shoes even if you have shoes that are just got a couple scuffs on them these are for going back to school and then later in the in december we'll be giving away school supplies and book bags and i'm telling you marilyn you've Mm -hmm. been you've been doing this for many many Mm -hmm. years for many of the children you know you hear the stories you know what did you bring to school last year a broken crown (laughs) when i heard that a few years ago i couldn't believe it you know she she and she was she meant it she had a, a, crown, a, a crayon Brand. that was broken, and yeah. she's bringing it to school. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, we can do better that in, the, in our communities, and we have been. And other, other great nonprofits have done that as well. But for now, we're doing the shoot uh, drive, drive, and we're going to have special meals, and we need help with the summertime. You know, for all nonprofits, uh, it's the summer slump. You know, people are going on vacation. Uh, maybe last year was a little different with COVID, but people are gearing up. I think people got their running shoes on. They want to get out there. They want to go, go, go. They're tired of being cooped up. I know I am. And so this is such a great way that you can get involved and help us uh, with so many men, women, and children in need. They'll get their shoes. We'll have a great day of celebration. But it's really during the whole month that we're helping people, right, Marilyn? That's right. So we have different events all through the month. And, uh, you know, here at the Mission, we try to make... Um, you know, every day we're giving food. Every day we're giving uh, showers. We're giving uh, clothing. So when we do these special events and we make something extra decorations and all that, you just see the real smiles on people's faces, and uh, they know that love is there. And that's the reason they come to us, because not only for the meal, we say hope begins with a meal, but then they also feel God's love when they come in. Right, and you just don't know the stories behind the faces that you see out in the community. You know, I've been doing this for 30 years, and Marilyn, you've been doing it close to what, almost 20 years? Almost 20 years. Almost 20 years. And you learn a little bit along the way, and you know that people that are on the street, they have different stories. You know, I understand you you may see someone begging at the intersection, you know, maybe they're three or four hours. And you think, wow, if they can do that, they can work. But you don't know what's on the other side of their mind or their psyche. Could be addiction. It could be a depression. It could be what nowadays we're having the most battle with is mental illness. Uh, people not taking their medication or not getting medicated or just slipping through the cracks. We have veterans that we're still seeing, even with the great veteran associations that you hear about you know, on the news and being advertised. There's still veterans that have fallen through the cracks. About 30, 30%, a little over 30% mm-hmm. of our men that are in our programs are veterans. And so we're trying to reach out during the month of July when it's normally a slumpy month, but it's also a rainy month. You know that. We've mm-hmm. already had rains in June. We expect more in July. And that does do something. People that normally would not come off the street 
when they can't find a safe place to stay dry, when their clothes are just wet and everything they have, which maybe is not much, is just soaking wet. Sometimes that's a little push, a little shove, a little urge. You know, you need to do something about your life. And so they come into our, our centers and we want to be prepared for them. And uh, with the, the COVID that we've had and all the different precautions, we've had to you know, cut down on the number of people. We're starting to slowly and safely increase that so we can go to pre-COVID numbers. We're not there yet. It's like a restaurant. You know, you got to start off small and go, go a little bigger, a little bigger. And now with new strains of COVID out there, we have to be super careful because we don't know where people come. So even when you come and volunteer, we're still going to go through the precautions, making your temperature check, asking the questions. Uh, we don't want to get personal and ask you've been vaccinated, but uh, you can share that with us if you'd like to. And we want to make sure that everyone that comes on our campuses are safe, that our, our staff is safe, and that the men and women and children that we serve are safe. You know, when Marilyn mentioned at the beginning of the program that we had this foodie event, uh, it was done. We didn't know if it was going to be successful or not because the rain was approaching, but the Lord was so good. Oh, my <laughs> and, goodness. And the, and the rain just stayed away. Uh, it dri drizzled a little bit. That was very cool uh, for that time of day. And it was a great success. You know, a lot of people went through the prayer tent, but that raised that whole community. We went out and put uh, flyers, flyers out to let them know what was going on. And the funds, the, the all the proceeds were going to help. Uh, abused and battered women with their children with affordable housing and that's what we've done for many many years you can make a difference and I know it's 4th of July you probably got hot dogs to cook and uh, and maybe you have activities that you're going to be going to or parades you're going to be watching uh, but you can make a difference right now by going to caringplace.org slash July that's caringplace.org slash July you know twenty dollars is ten meals help someone in great need. Well, God bless you. Happy 4th of July again and stay tuned right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. Leon Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. So excited I have on the phone with us today Ingrid Jolie, Executive Director and all of the events organizer for Fashion Night on Brickle. Welcome, Ingrid. How are you doing? Good to have you again. I'm doing great. Great to be with you. Oh, Thank you for having me. Ingrid, we are the ones that are thankful. I mean, I really needed to interview you again. I want to know more behind the story. I want to know more about your beautiful sisters. Now I know you in person. <laughs> I've met one of the yes, sisters in yes, person as well. Oh, my God, I really want to know more of the story. And, and again, thank you, because through your most recent event that you made the decision to benefit uh, the women and children in our centers, you provided 2,000 meals and the opportunity for us to continue our programs, to continue to help women that have been abused, that have been homeless. And I cannot thank you it's enough for that. We we are it's over the top on this one. <laughs> tell was, me, tell I, me I, about that. When I go yeah. there, when I went to see you guys, I was really overwhelmed. Uh, you did a, a, you guys do an amazing job. Thank you so much for allowing us to provide um, um, a donation uh, towards what you do every day. It's it was really touching for me. I you know I, I remember giving you the tour. Because um, you came during the Thanksgiving and Good Friday event, and yeah. uh, I saw yeah. tears and I saw the emotion and I saw how you felt 
uh, like it really touched you. And and this is, of course, after you had yes, already made the donation, I invited you in. Yeah. Because uh, this is yeah. something that we do with all of our donors. We're very transparent. We want our donors to see yeah. what we're doing, where your money is going. And I, I really and felt you that you felt that. I think we were both crying at some point. <laughs> but also because no, it, was it was such a, a right, it was a, it was a touching one of those events. Uh, but tell me yeah. about this wonderful thing that you do. I know you host many events. This is just one of them uh, that yes, you did. Yes, so, yes. so tell me more about your family and Fashion Night on Brickle. Well, my family, as I explained, uh, we're four sisters and our our last name is Joey. So we actually have a uh, organization called uh, the Yoli Foundation. And through the Yoli Foundation, we raise money uh, to Fashion Adam Brickle, founded by my sister, Mayra Joli, and now uh, online is under, under my wrap. Uh, she actually decided to start doing something for the community other than what she does as an immigration attorney. Uh, so, and her office is in, in Brickell, so that's why Miami Fashion Item Brickell became what it is today. Uh, we are really fortunate to be able to, to be a family, really united family. Uh, and so we just continue to provide uh, a service that to us is really important. Uh, we were born and raised in the Dominican Republic and came to this country, uh, and we just want to be part of the community and uh, sure enough, uh, Americans, as we consider ourselves, be able to help other Americans. Absolutely. And, and I love it because, you know, not only are you bringing, and I, you know, I follow you. I follow you on Facebook. I follow you everywhere. I need to follow you because you guys, I mean, the good <laughs> taste, the fashion, everything that you guys do is it's just so yes, beautiful, yes. right? But at the same time, yeah. uh, for me, it's so important because I've been working uh, here for nine years now. Uh, but for me, it's always been very important to find an organization that you can give back to in whichever way that yeah. you are. You know, it doesn't yeah, matter what you course. are in life, right? Find someone yeah. less fortunate than yourself and try That's to correct. give back. And I think you guys are a good example of that. We were blessed to be chosen by you last year. But I know this is not the first time you have chosen other organizations in the community. You yes, have benefited other yes, other yes. ministries, right? Yes, yes, we have. Uh, we had work for um, attorneys that uh, donate their, their time uh, to help others like um, homeless people, uh, to help them. We try to help in any way we can. I try to involve myself with anything that is related to fashion that is helping the community. Uh, I do it in Miami. I do it in Palm Beach. Uh, I have been doing lots of different events, uh, all related to helping the, the community in, in any way possible. Uh, that's amazing. And I know your family. Again, I, I've been lucky yes. enough to meet one of your sisters already in person. Yeah. Uh, but you guys really stand by <laughs> the same. you met Maya. Right, yes, yes. The founder, yes. You are all so beautiful, but it, but to meet you yeah. and to talk to you in person is, is to know what a wonderful human being. I mean, I know that the Madeline, sometimes when I see Madeline shows and things like that, I'm like, oh my God, they look so serious and, and so into yeah. their game, you know, because that, that's kind of, that's the industry. Yeah, um, yeah that's, that's, 
that's the that's the way it had to be. But at the same time, when it comes to our show, we make it a little more less formal. Yes. And because we are we're happy doing what we do. We are happy putting the the beautiful dresses and doing it for a great cause. Yes. So it's all in in in, in good faith. Now, in the last one, because I saw pictures and I was like, oh, my God, to die for, right? Um, during the yeah. last one, how many designers did you get together in that event? We had seven designers. Wow. We usually have up to 10, 10 designers, 10, 11. But due to COVID, we decided to make it smaller. And uh, it was a, a great turnout, actually. Uh, we had a full house. Uh, we were at the uh, uh, Sunset Hybrid in uh, in uh, Miami Beach. Um, we called it. Um, I decided that okay, since we're getting out of Rico, let's make it be like we are going on travel. Yeah. So it was an <laughs> extravaganza. It was yeah. an extravaganza. We had designers coming. A designer coming from New York, came from New York specifically to be part of fashion at Umbrico. Uh He saw that what we were doing was of his interest and so he did he came and and he joined you <laughs> yes yes and then of course and i remember uh, because you told me also that you sell the pieces as well the designers will have these pieces yes. available right yes yes they do uh we had parceres uh alex state from new york parceres is actually a designer from dominican republic uh we had david maison uh, he's uh, Cuban, and uh, we also had, now it's escaping me, oh, yes, uh, uh, it was Tony Vision, which is also in Miami, wow. and they were all amazing designs, all all of them so different from each other. What a great mix, ah. I mean, having the event in Miami, you need to have that, you know, that yes. diversity, right? Yeah. Miami is so diverse with many Hispanic uh, countries. Uh, exactly. So, I mean, and my only regret is that I know that I missed it. I missed being there. Yeah. Uh, but I've seen the yeah. pictures and, oh, my God, I'm I'm kind of like, this is so beautiful. Now, um, when do you do this again? When do you do Fashion Unbreakable again? Is this going to be something later this year? Yeah, well, I, I forgot to mention another designer, which it's actually within the family. My sister, Anna Jolie, is uh, Anna Amanos. By Anna Jolie, she uh, through the pandemic she realized that her passion uh, for making this for designs was there too. Wow! It's her second year actually uh, providing us with uh, designs that she donates uh, some of them. She actually wanted to uh, bring some of her designs to uh, Miami Rescue Mission, and she left them with me. And uh, I'm happy to come and, and showcase them for you and the women in your uh, organization. And it really would like, I'm sure that will be great for her. That would be fantastic. What a treat. And congratulations yes. to yes. her for finding that passion. I mean, I'm excited. Yes. I love you guys. You know this already. How can our listeners be able to see your work and your next event and what you guys are up to? How do we find you in so- social media? There is many ways. <laughs> yes, I know. Well, you can find us. You can find us at Maya. You can find us for um, 
Instagram. Adam Brickle. Mm-hmm. In Instagram, in Facebook, and our website as well. You can find me as Ingrid Jolie. I also train, uh, I train models uh, and children that would like to have a little more of self-esteem. Not all related just to being a model, but it's also being comfortable in your own skin. And you could find me in One Jolie Girl. Uh, yeah. So there's many ways, again, uh, and always out there and trying to help the community. So it's my sisters. So we would love to have you at our next event. Yeah. We actually have it in February. All of our listeners, please, you need to check them out. February 2022, Fashion Night on Brickle, on Instagram, Brickle. Facebook, everywhere. Thank you for joining us, Ingrid. We love you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Centers. We're so happy I'm on the phone with us today with our very own Patricia McFoy, our Community Development Associate. Thank you for joining us, Patricia. How are you? I'm doing very well, Leanne. It's always an exciting time to be on and to share with our audience or listeners um, of what has been going on. <laughs> oh, my God, what a week. <laughs> Talking about what's going on, I know that you were the leader with uh, our wonderful team of the Father's Day festivities. Tell us a little bit about Father's Day and what happened. Of course, of course. I mean, it was such a great success. Um, I mean, we are so grateful for our wonderful partners, supporters that were able to make it um, such a memorable one for the fathers. We were able to um, do a movie night for both of our campuses and be able to provide um, lunch or, or, or snack, pizza, wings, all of that good stuff. But most importantly, they were able to receive a word of encouragement by um, pastors from the community just to encourage them to find ways to build relationships with their children and even their families as a whole. So it was truly an amazing um, event, Leanne. They received so many gifts, shoes, I mean, baskets, I mean, wallets, I mean, watches. It was just so much that they received. And just to hear the fathers talk about it, saying, um, I'm so grateful for this time. I haven't had a Father's Day celebration in years or, you know, um, something like, my goodness, because of this event, I'm encouraged to um, resume or reinstate my um, relationship with my children or to have that relationship. I mean, it was just simply amazing. It, it, it was just a blessing. And you know, that's mm-hmm. usually the goal, right? There's so many broken relationships, so many people that haven't talked to each other, you know, yeah. like father, son, or father, children, mom, children. Mm-hmm. And so our goal through this event is really to mend those broken uh, relationships, right? We want to let them know know, hey, the same way that God is making this change in your life, go ahead and make that change for your family as well. So I think we were successful in doing that because we had so many people that came back, like you said. Now, mm-hmm. how about the food truck yesterday with the Girlfriends for Girlfriends? Food truck was amazing. I mean, it was just such a great uh, fundraiser and different. Um, I know a lot of the women or anyone that came really, really had a good time. We had uh, so many different food tastings um, just to drive through and go to the trucks and have the different tastings. It was just an amazing, amazing event. And we are so grateful for everyone who supported, who came out. 
um, to to this wonderful event. So. It, w- it was truly, uh, truly, truly awesome. And, and let mm-hmm. me tell you, everything for Save on Affordable Housing, our girlfriends are doing such a great yes. job uh, with helping, with raising funds for Save on Affordable Housing. Women that have been homeless, abused, they leave the center, they still need that help. Uh, mm-hmm. They still need, you know, someone there to help them and, and guide them in a way, right, offer some guidance. So if anyone who's listening, as you can see, we are constantly, constantly doing events, uh, yeah. coming out to the community, helping as much as we can. So right now we are working on our very beautiful campaign that we do every year. It's all about back to school. And yes. the, the kiddos are in summer vacation, but back to school is right around the corner. What are we asking on that one, Pat? Uh, what, do we, what do we need? Well, of course, school supplies, <laughs> the greater, yeah. right? We know that we need the school supplies. We also want to, um, again, be able to bless the children with shoes. So um, new sneakers for them to go back to school. So if anyone is able to support, you can just gather these um, items, uh, do a drive, whether it's at your church or your job place. Um, just do a drive and feel free to come by to one of our offices and drop it off. We'll take pictures. We'll thank you personally. Um, just for your support and, and, and donation. So, yes, school supplies and um, sneakers for the children to go back to school. Absolutely. Backpacks, school supplies, uh, new shoes, like Patricia said. And you can drop it off. We can pick them up from you. Yes. Uh, whatever is easiest for you. We are also going to have volunteer opportunities on this day. This will be on August the 7th. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a, a beautiful pr- uh, property in Miami Gardens. Uh, it will be a drive through so we're still keeping things safe with the pandemic in mind. So if you want to help uh, for back-to-school drive, if you want to get involved with the Girlfriends for Girlfriends, or if you want to bless a father, even now after uh, Father's Day is done with, please let us know. Contact us, Patricia, myself, anyone from the team would be happy to connect with you and give you all the information that is needed so you can get back into the community and help those that need it the most. Patricia, thank you for joining us. It's always a joy to have you. It's always a pleasure to be on. Thank you. Well, I think uh, this part of the program, many people have told me this is their favorite part. We talk to community leaders and how they're making a difference in the community. We love that part of the program. And then this part is where we talk to someone who is experiencing or going through a life change. And today I have with me Victor. Victor is uh, maybe one of our younger uh, people that are in our program. And first of all, I want to say welcome to the program, Victor. Thank you for having me. Well, Victor, um, let's just go back into a little early childhood. I think you said off ear you was raised by a single mom trying to do her best. So let's just kind of pick up right there. I was raised in, um, prior to becoming here, I was raised in a single parent home. My mom, um, she, uh, she tried to do her best. Her best may not have been enough, but she, you know, she tried to do her best. And you have a brother and a sister. Yes, I have a brother that's in the Navy and a sister that's still in high school. And you're the oldest. And subsequently, I'm the oldest. Yes. So you were saying off air that you've actually never maybe been homeless on the street, and yet you have felt most of your life homeless. So explain that. I never lived on the street, but even when, even living with my mom, I felt homeless. I felt. You didn't belong or what? I just, yeah, I felt like I didn't belong. I felt like I, I just didn't know anything. I, uh, I was leaning to my own understanding a lot, and it got me in trouble. 
and I always just felt like I was homeless. Okay, and I, I believe you were in Georgia, but uh, later, and then you did get your CDL license, so um, you were driving a truck there for a while. Yes, uh, God is uh, so good, and I was able to get my uh, CDLs driving trucks uh, for a while, and um, leading to my own understanding, I, you know, I was never able to keep a job. Uh, I had an out-of-care attitude, and um, I was kicked off the truck and uh, back to Miami. Back to Miami, but when you got here, you still can't go home. And your mom is remarried, and uh, so that's not a viable place for you. So um, how did you come to the Miami Rescue Mission? My mom, uh, well, I did too. I knew one of the case workers here. I went to his church, and he brought me in. He brought you in and said, Victor, it's time for you to come in and get your life together. He didn't say it like that, but, I mean, based on me being here, it, he might as well have said it. Might as well have said it. Yeah, and we know who that case manager is, so I kind of know how he says things. Uh, so you are here at the mission now, and uh, I believe you're in the upper phase of the program about halfway through. We call it the alpha phase, regeneration uh, phase. So what are you experiencing at this, po at this point? Well, at this point, my career um in alpha we have classes every day and i'm learning uh just to take you know uh, take it a, a day at a time and as well i was in this uh financial workshop and i learned a lot i thought i knew how to manage money but the techniques that i learned from that program is has become very pivotal and i'm excited and I can't wait till I start making money just to um, apply these uh, techniques that I learned in the workshop. Well, that's cool. And I also know you go to the education center and spend a couple hours a day there. So how, how does, because you had said off air that teachers always said you're very smart, but you don't apply yourself. That was kind of the mantra at that point. Well, actually, I'm going to let you answer that question when we come back from break. Uh, so please, if you're listening to Victor's testimony, I hope that you don't go away because we're going to be back in just a, about a minute and we'll hear the rest of Victor's story. Well, we're talking with Victor. Victor is uh, one of our students, residents uh, at the Miami Rescue Mission and going through the program. He's in the upper phase. He's, one, he's a wonderful young man. And he is uh, getting his life on track. And we were just at that point uh, talking about what it feels like to be at the education center because, Victor, you had told me really off air that teachers always said you were smart, but you just didn't apply yourself. And I think that happens to a lot of young people. So what do you feel as you're going through the education center? You have to spend at least two hours or more a day at that center. Tell me, tell me about it. Well, the education center has been, you know, great for me. It's, um, I've learned a lot more at the education center for two hours that I feel like I learned in a school, going to school. Um, I've learned propositions, nouns, and how to use them in sentences. I've learned math and how to add and multiply decimals. That's something I didn't know. Um, I'm also, I also work in the education center and um, you know, working with you know adults who who I see and I fellowship with outside the education center struggle with uh, 
words and sentences that they use every day. And it's, 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 it's a humbling experience for me to, you know, teach them and, and be able to help them, you know, um, read these um, adults, adults, grown, grown men are learning how to read. And, and the education center is providing that 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 knowledge. And it's, it's, it's a good thing. Well, um, I'll explain uh, to anyone listening when he says he's working there. It means that he has his service assignment. Um, everybody who's in the mission has a Christian service assignment. So you've been assigned to the education center. So that means, Victor, they do see something in you. They, they know you're intelligent. And uh, you learn quickly, and now you're helping to teach others. That's pretty amazing. Um, also, uh, you had told me off air that you feel like you really um, had known the Lord before you came here, but you're experiencing something very different here. So uh, let's kind of end the interview with uh, what was the difference between your relationship with the Lord before and, and maybe what you're experiencing now? Well, here at the mission, um, I don't want to say they pushed Jesus towards us, but we— we talk about Jesus a lot. It's a Christian-based uh, organizational program. So it's more like leading, maybe? Leading. And, um, you know, prior to me being here, I thought I knew the Lord. I thought I was this big, you know, Christian man that knew all about Christ. Nobody couldn't tell me anything about Jesus because I felt I knew. But, you know, waking up to music and, and waking up to devotions has brought me way closer to the Lord. And, and it showed me things that I thought my eyes would never see. I mean, it's, 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 I've learned the, the significance of Jesus Christ and, 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 and the challenges, you know, that he went through, that we go through and that he's in us. I mean, it's so many things that I've learned about our Lord and Savior that is just mind-boggling. Yeah, and you said all fair, you'd watched the Passion of the Christ before and had cried, but now... It it seems like it's different. It's 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 real. It's um, it's definitely real. So what's your real quick quickly? Just give us your goal, and then we're gonna end the interview. My goal is to um, get closer to God. My goal is to walk with with Jesus. My goal is to be successful and to be a man of God and to be responsible. And these are the things that I'm learning here. My ultimate goal is to apply all the techniques and all the things that I've learned in this program to be a man of God and to contribute to the world. Well, amen, Victor. Well, thank you for sharing your story. It's not easy. Uh, so thank you for your courage and thank you for letting everybody know that God is making a difference and you are going forward. Thank you once again, Victor. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm here with Marilyn, my wife and the vice president of development. And we just heard a great testimony from Victor. You know, that's what it's all about in our centers. I mentioned earlier, I've been here over 30 years, and Marilyn, you've been here... Almost 20. Almost 20 years. Uh, that's a long time to be in one place even, but we've seen the changes in the face of homelessness, but everyone does have a story. You just can't understand, you know, sometimes your reasoning. A lot of times it is addiction. You know, sometimes it's just people get hanging with the wrong people when they're young and start doing drugs because it's fun, and then that road takes them down a place they don't want to go and keeps them there longer than they want to. Other times, though, it's because of things that have happened in the family. It could be mental illness. It could be uh, developmentally challenged people that end up on the streets, veterans, all sorts of people. And then we have our moms, uh, single single moms and, and single women 
that are on the streets, you've seen them and also moms with kids. And they stay hidden a little bit. They're like the hidden population. They want to hide out in, in cars and they, they go around from home to home if they can. And then they end up in abandoned buildings sometimes. And so you don't know the, their real story. And during this month of July, you know, today is 4th of July. It's the day that we celebrate independence as a nation. And, and you can help people celebrate independence from addiction or from mental illness or from life on the streets by helping us. You know, the, July is usually the slowest profit uh, money month that any nonprofit can have. Usually the big months, obviously, are at Christmas and July and New Year's. But during the summer months, we call it the summer slump. It's also raining cats and dogs out there, and we expect it to rain even more. We don't know what nature has for us. You know, we could have a hurricane. We need to be prepared. Uh, we've kind of we've done the best we can over the last year, and we're thankful for our donors and our supporters, our faith partners, our business partners, our government partners that have come alongside of us, you know, the Miami-Dade uh, uh, homeless Trust and also the Broward Homelessness uh, Initiative Partnership that's been so great in organizing and keeping all the organizations and all the nonprofits in the loop and trying to share resources. But we really, our bread and butter is moms and dads, it's families in our community. It's been like that for 99 years. Mm -hmm. We're glad that's it because we want people to have skin in the game and we want to be able to look into a homeless person's face and say, you know, this is a gift from God because people you don't see have, have say they love you and they want the best for you and they, they've supported you know us to be able to feed you and clothe you and shelter you and give you life-changing programs so you can help us today by going to caringplace.org slash july that's caringplace.org slash july i know it's busy you got a thousand things to do uh but it's so so easy it takes you about uh, two minutes you go on there for 21 dollars you can sponsor 10 meals and i and you know something I know, uh, and Marilyn, I believe this. Mm -hmm. There's people out there listening can do a thousand and two thousand dollars and three thousand dollars. I don't want to limit people, but everything counts. Yes, it and, does. You know, and Marilyn will say, "What do we say? Hope often what? Ho hope often begins with a meal." That's and, right. And that to a homeless person, that's all they're looking for sometimes. They're hungry. They're just coming in for that meal. But what happens is then they see that there's more offered. And it's not just the clothing and the shelter and the shower, but there is life-changing programs in our centers. And they say, oh, you mean I could be part of that? And that's when they enroll. And that's when you really see the life transforming power yeah, just like victor yes and you know it's uh right now as we in this whole month of july it's christmas in july we used to pick just one day and we will have one day what is the day july 23rd and that's going to really have all the, the sneaker giveaway right well and, that's going to be when we have special meals and everything we have another day just for the shoes for the children okay good i don't get i get myself confused or anybody <laughs> else confused but you know that there again when you go to caringplace.org slash july you'll be helping out through the whole month of july we're going to do great things for our kids in the community not just homeless kids but kids that are at that that poverty level you know they're, they're struggling as a family and we want to bless them later this month and next month also with school supplies so go to caringplace.org slash july uh, you'll be helping men women and children during the summer and beyond well god bless you happy fourth of july again and stay tuned next sunday right here on news radio 610 wiod for more mission possible this podcast was presented by the miami rescue mission broward outreach centers also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org.